special guest Demetrius Thigpen, a motivational speaker, and he's going to be talking to us about overcoming adversity. I'm sure we all have faced adversity in our life. This is not something that's uh, new to anyone, so we have to know how to approach it, how to handle it, so we can push through it. And he's going to help us with that, man. So again, Demetrius Thigpen, nice to meet you, man. To meet you. What's going on, everybody? It's that ordinary podcast with extraordinary thought tells you stop being great, be extraordinary, gentlemen. I'm 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 blessed to be here. I ain't even about to lie to you. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. We want to thank you for your service too. You know what I mean? No, thank you for your support. Oh yeah, most definitely, most definitely. So, how about you just tell us how you got into motivational speaking? Absolutely. To be honest, it just all just flowed together. You like. I had no intentions of being a motivational speaker. Honestly, I had no intentions of even joining the military. Which branch are you a part of, if you don't mind us asking? Uh, I'm in the United States Marine Corps. Um, That's what's up, man. That's what's up. That's hey, what's thank up. you for your service as well, Chief. Yeah, but life kind of has a way of pushing you in a direction. You know what I mean? I saw yeah, some of your yeah. videos, and it would be hard to tell me that you weren't meant to be a motivational speaker. It seems kind of like it comes natural to you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I, I really, I, I tell, I tell my pain. And I feel like that's what a lot of people try to avoid doing. Nobody want to talk about what what bothers them on the inside or the things that are holding them back. Like, we don't want to be transparent because of the image that we want to portray to everybody else. So a lot of times when people hear me speak or they see the video, I'm actually telling you something that's actually going on right now or I just overcame it. That's what's up. That's deep that's as hell. Up. Is all adversity bad? All adversity ain't bad. I feel like adversity's gotta be, it's gotta be adversity in order for you to become successful. Wow. And I I say that there has to be adversity because imagine, imagine if I gave you a car. Mm -hmm. I just gave it to you. You wouldn't really, yeah, you would be appreciative to the car. You you, you feel me? Like you would love the car. You would show the car off, especially if it was the car that you want. But what if I told you right now that I give you another car? If you uh, if that car gets low on uh, gas, if that car gets gets a flat tire, I give you another car. Yeah. Now the appreciation of it will decrease. Now you you smoking in the car, <laughs> you, you doing whatever you want. Good chance of that. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, chance that might happen for me no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? But now, what if I never gave you a car and you was the one that actually worked for it? Oh yeah. You spent your last dollar to get that car. I can actually attest to that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going, Demetrius. I'm going through that right now, dog. I got a son. He's he's of age. He just got his license, and uh, now I'm gonna give him a a car because you know he's he's not ready for life, you know, perfectly yet. So he's gonna take the community college route for staying home and really recognizing that. I was like, all right, I'm gonna get you a car. Um, but I realized how different it was because I remember I had to work mm-hmm. for every penny for my car. Appreciate the same. And it, mm-hmm. you know that three thousand dollars on that ninety one Maxima, 
Then that champagne gold, man. Clean. I still, man. I still remember that to my heart, to yeah. my core, man. And and I don't know because he's lived such an entitled life if if he interprets it the same. Yeah. But I tell you one thing: there's a piece of me that feels that he's at least humble, though. You know what I'm saying? And, and well, 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 let's hope so. Let's at least I mean? hope. Let's yeah, hope we so. We don't know shit. <laughs> you know, I remember, I remember my first car because I used to catch the bus to work. And I would go by the car dealership every single day, and I would see this this black Grand Am GT, mm. and I would say to myself, like, I'm gonna buy that car, I'm gonna buy that car, and I would catch that. And you gotta think about it. That was a year before I bought the car. So for a year straight, I would walk by that dealership, and nobody bought that car. So when I finally got the little money to get it, I went bought the car. But this is the thing, though. I ain't even have a car. I ain't have a driver's license. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't have a driver's license to be driving the car, but I bought it. Damn, and I was right. so appreciative of it, and that's why I say, like, you need adversity. I agree. Adversity make you appreciate that. Well, you had a walking vision board. No, uh, no, and, and I mean that's amazing. I never got a car until I was twenty three and graduated from college. Yeah. So I re- I used to work. You know, I had a job at Red Lobster. I went to the FAMU on the hill, and anyone who knows where that Red Lobster is on Monroe versus the FAMU campus, I used to walk from Red Lobster home. It was an hour and a half walk. Dang, boy. Yeah, man, because I didn't have a car. So when I finally got a car, when I say I appreciated it, because, again, it, it came from my hard work and it was never given to me. So but, I do think that you're right. All adversity is definitely not bad. But you, you know can tell mean? your kids that you walked in the snow. Yeah, I'm going to embellish. Yeah, I'm going to embellish. An hour and a half. Barefoot. Man. Barefoot. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's you know, amazing. Because I got, I got two kids, and I always look at them and I always say to myself, like, they'll never, they'll never really know what my type of adversity is. They know what they own adversity is. They never know what my adversity is. And I try to pride myself on like let telling them that you would never experience my adversity because I because I overcame my adversity. Mm-hmm. And you putting and them in such I a good position. Demetrius, you know, people take a different side of that because I have a lot of conversations with you know some of my boys and they they put their kids in such a different space in life in comparison to where they came from. So they might have had a more guttural upbringing, more hood like behaviors. Um, just saw saw just so much more, so much different. And and their kids is they're not going to experience any of that. And no matter how prideful they are about that aspect, they still look at it as a negative, as if number one. They're, they're softer or they can survive in a different environment and they kind of suck the air out of the room or something that should be prideful about. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's just kind of no, no, a different I, I approach. Exactly what you're saying, big brother. One thing that we that we are good at, black, one thing black people are good at is taking pride in the struggle. Yeah. We pride ourselves on starting from the bottom and making it all the way to the top. That's something that we pride ourselves on. We pride ourselves on saying that nobody helped me out the mud. We pride mm. ourselves on that. Now, I grew up poor. You, you feel me? Like, I grew mm-hmm. up, matter of fact, I grew up so poor that the neighbors used to have to toss an extension cord over to the house so we could turn the microwave off. Dang, but that's, so, that's, that's some poor shit you, right you, there, bro. You know, yeah, like, my mother's worked, you know, I was raised by a single woman. Father was an alcoholic, so. I had to take care of my sister while my mother was going to work. And I would sit back and I would say to myself, like, dang, I, well, the first thing that you would always say is, I got to make it out. Yeah. I got to figure a way out. Yeah. Is that we will make it out. We will find a way out. We will overcome that. But then when we give birth and we give, we have kids, we get upset because the character aspect 
or the struggle that made us, they're not going to experience that. Mm-hmm. But it's the thing. They're not supposed to. Yep. <laughs> they're not I, supposed to. Not we're supposed, supposed to be to. playing for it. Yeah, man. We're supposed to pay it for it. The whole purpose is you grinding. The whole purpose, purpose is you struggling. The whole purpose of you missing the night was for your kids to never experience that. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it's our job to impute some form of character into them. They're going to pick up some character aspects. They're going to experience their own adversity. Yeah. They don't need to be tossing no extension cord over to the next. What are we going to do? We're going to get rich, and then I'm going to cut the lights off for the summer just to teach y'all a lesson? Man, that's actually a good idea. I was thinking about making my kids go to bed hungry one night. You know, just give them that feel. You know what I'm I saying? I think that would work. I think that would <laughs> getting work. That, getting that realistic job preview. Yeah, these kids can stand and miss a meal or two. Anyway. <laughs> You know what I mean? But no, I agree. I think that I mean it's hard to say we handicap our kids by giving them more than we had. But I mean that's the point. That's why we went to school. That's why you enlisted. You know what I mean? And so that you could provide a better life for your kids, and you're doing that. So yeah, proud of you, brother. Oh yeah, man, much you respect. Know, and I and I'm a strong believer, big brother, that it's it's not a material thing that can really build your value and your beliefs. It's, it's not a material. It's what's already in the household. Mm-hmm. You know, I've met all types of walks of people. And I've met people that were poor, that were, can we cuss on the show or no? Oh, oh fuck yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Oh, I met <laughs> people that were dirt poor like me at one point that was assholes. And I met people that I thought would have been snobs, but they were the humblest people. It's just yeah. about what's going in and out of the household. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, so my kids can you know, not you know they could be we could be the richest people on earth, but if I'm not raising them right, then we the poorest people on earth. If that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, no. yeah, you could be poor morally for sure. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and honestly, Bob Marley always said something: "My riches is life." That it's mm-hmm. not about the material, it's not about the money. You know what I mean? It's about the life around and your loved ones. You know what I mean? Like those type Absolutely. of things are so far more important. Your health. You know what I mean? Than any financial. Or materialistic type situation, and uh, you know, bringing up even saying finances, adversity can affect your relationships. It can affect your finances. It can affect your confidence. Maybe talk oh, to absolutely. yeah, talk to me a little bit about you know our relationships. You know what I mean? How adversity is affected by that? Because a lot of times when things happen bad, to, bad things happen to us, we take it out on everyone else. Oh yeah, we you know, the, like the people that are around us, and 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 we. we we really don't address the issue within ourselves and we're just lashing out, lashing out, lashing out. Is that something that you've dealt with? Yeah, absolutely. See, I, my, me and my wife, we come from two, we, me and my wife come from two different sides, sides of the world. I'm from Detroit, Michigan. Mm. Um, 100% black. My wife from California. Yeah. And she 100% Mexican. Oh yeah, that's a difference, all right. Now, one, that's a cultural difference. Mm-hmm. You know, two, we come from a two different, we come from a, a financial difference. My wife didn't grow up poor. I did. Yeah. So our spending habits are completely different. Oh, that, uh, oh, I already know where you're going with this, boy. I didn't experience this myself. Yeah. You, you know, <laughs> our, our spending habits, two, try, two types of people with money. You got the person that, that, gets, that grew up poor, well, as soon as he gets the money, he's going to blow it. Yeah. And yeah. you got the person that grew up poor, that as soon as he gets money, he's going to hoard it. Yeah. I'm the first one. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm, I didn't expect you so to say I, that one. So though. am I, though. So I didn't expect I. you to say that. I don't that. think about, you know, I plan for the future, you know, college funds for the kids, life insurance, things of that nature. But beyond that, I want to live in the moment. So I'm not the type to 
you know, store up all the cash because I could die tomorrow and all that's irrelevant. I want to spend it. It took me. It took. It took me a long time to realize that life is nothing but an collection of moments, and you need to try to make as many as possible because that's the one thing that you can take with you. And um, so I, on the other side, uh, was definitely much more frugal. And people used to talk about me. My family used to talk talk about about you right now. Very frugal. You still got to talk that nigga into spending money. You know what I'm saying? And that nigga got an abundance of it. You know what I'm saying? So, in my relationships with you, Jeezy, it's allowed me to change my mindset and think differently where I probably wouldn't have. So, you know, in some way, I appreciate you. Um, and it'll probably be the first and last time I say that online. Yeah, I know. It'll probably um, never happen but, again. But I appreciate you because sometimes you have to change your mindset because adversity sometimes gives you this paralytic like you're paralyzed because of all the adversity that you see that you're always looking at ways to mitigate it ever happening again you know i read something uh, in an article that i i find linked to uh, your ig page i believe and it said something that life happens to me it happens for me you know what i mean and i, I didn't really i wanted to see if you could elaborate on that a bit when it says a life happens to me and it, I should say life doesn't happen to me, but it happens for me. Does that make sense? Um, yeah. All right. So life happens. Uh, life life doesn't happen to me. It happens for me. Yeah. And, you know, people always look at it like that whole world with me, man. Life is, life is coming down at me. I feel like the weight of the world is crumbling on me. You know, it, it, ain't, it, ain't, it ain't happening to you. It's happening for you. Yeah. I, I always think to myself what my life would have been, been like if my father would have stayed in the picture. What my life would have been like if we didn't struggle to grow up. But then I think to myself, I wouldn't have nothing to talk about when I got on stage. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, like yeah. I wouldn't be able to talk. I wouldn't know how to relate to anybody. I always think about any trial or, you know, any adversity I've ever had to face. Every time you fail, and I feel like a lot of people, we don't want to appreciate failure. Yeah. And, I'm, I'm a strong, I, I appreciate failure. I, I appreciate the straight knees, the, the cry, the complain. I appreciate all of that because it's, it's supposed to happen to you. It's supposed, you're supposed to struggle and use your last dollar to get that car so you can appreciate it more. You're supposed to meet somebody that grew up rich and you grew up poor so that way that y'all can bring balance to each other's lives. It was supposed to happen like that. Yeah. Life just don't happen to you. It happens for you. That's real. That's so real. It's like everything happened for a reason. That's real. You know, I want to talk to uh, also about how adversity affects your confidence. You know, in that article, it listed a bunch of ways that, you know, you can kind of overcome adversity. And we're going to get into that in a, in a moment. But, you know, I just want to talk about how adversity affects your confidence and, and how important confidence is to push through that adversity. I I say it just like this. Like we we've all been to the club before, yeah? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm the king of turn up. We, we we go to the club, we having a good time. We see we see a chick over there across the bar, we go up to her, we try to shoot it. She she shoot us down. We brush that off. All right, say no more. You know, fine, I ain't like her anyway. <laughs> so the next girl, we get shot down again. Uh, you know what? Hey, you know now you now you have to start doing a little self check. You knowing yourself, checking your breath. Checking your breath. Oh yeah. <laughs> Make sure ain't nothing on your face. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go to the third person, they shoot you down again. Now you don't spent the whole night 
getting shot down. Getting, just getting shot down. And, and probably spent fifty dollars in drinks already too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> By the time the club ready to close, you ready to take whatever. <laughs> God damn! You, you you okay with just leaving with whoever just think that you cute? We've been all we've all been there. At I'm not quite sure if I've ever been. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna own that one. No, you've been there before. Stop. Oh, you, oh, you don't remember when y'all went whale fishing that time? Oh, okay. Yeah, you. Right. Was, you, you know what? There. I take it back, Demetrius. You don't need to call me out like that yeah, again. You, they, they were all looking for the big girls that <laughs> night. You know, that, that was an easy uh, win that day, I guess. That's when I had a new love for BBWs. Yeah. <laughs> But no, I get what you're saying though. You know what I mean? Your confidence starts to dwindle and it comes to a point where it's like, man, I'm ready to give up now. You, you feel me? And then you ready to, you gonna take whatever God gives you at that point. Yeah. Whoever thinks that your clothes look nice, your cologne finally smells good to that one particular person. And she probably and ugly too. that's the adversity. And when you ask like if adversity can affect your confidence, imagine failing a multiple time. Yeah. Imagine being told that you ain't good multiple times imagine seeing everybody else with the things they want and you got to struggle for the things that you need yeah but using that same example demetrius though using that same example real quick so do you go exclusive with that girl because you know you know she's the one that showed you some love or do you say no no satan yeah, yeah, I'm not taking. This I think one. that's the devil. You know, yeah, you said I'm not taking well, this. I left you. This, I think that's the devil at that point. Yeah, because, I'm not taking this, and yeah. I will, and I will survive. You know, I'm gonna come out on the other end. This is not my last shot, right there. Or do you say, you know what, Boo, you kind of cute. Maybe we could do something. No, you gotta shoot for the stars, man. I think so. You know what I mean? I'm gonna look at that situation and just say to myself, like, look, I ain't in the position to be a negative. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel you on that. Hey, and this thing though, she was seeing you get shot down all day. So yeah. That's why she approached you with confidence. She yeah. like, she ain't gonna say no to me. Oh dang. Damn, that's man, tough. If she was if she was really looking at you the whole time getting shot down, God yeah, that's tough. She going in there full weaponized. It seemed like y'all. It seemed like y'all both need to overcome adversity. If you ask me, <laughs> I'm not so sure that's a match made in heaven. But yeah, very awkward. I'm not so sure y'all the match made. It's, it's gonna be a lot of self pity, and that <laughs> that sexual endeavor isn't gonna go the way you want it to. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh man. So you know, I want to talk about again those ways that you overcome adversity. Uh, I believe there were nine steps, and the first one that popped out immediately is believing in yourself and i know it sounds so simple but so many people lack that confidence that we just referenced and because of that you know lack of confidence it's gonna literally do nothing for the adversity that you're facing you're gonna you stand to lose almost immediately if you don't believe that you can overcome it would you agree absolutely um there was um we had a I took the Marines out and we was doing an obstacle course and there's a wall on the obstacle course. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some people can get over the wall, some people could not get over the wall. And it's the saddest thing to see somebody run. And it's, 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 it's about as high as like a typical gate would be around anybody, but you'd be surprised on who, who can't, who does not have a vertical chunk. Okay. So it, it's sad when you see somebody, they run into it and, and you can see them trying, you see them trying. And the thing is, is that he's either been to the gym, he's tried something new before, and just like that wall, imagine you trying your hardest to do something. You trying your hardest. There's something that happens mentally first. Mm-hmm. Your mind, your mind starts to tell you things, tells you reasons why you don't need to do this stuff. You ever been to the gym and you only got 10 reps left? 
Yeah. You do a quick math equation in your head. All right, well, I got 10 reps, so if I do five right now, take a break, do five then. You matter of fact, I can probably do two. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, 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 for sure. It's the mental. And everybody always thinks that the body will give out before the mind does. The mind will go before the body does. And when the mind does, the body will follow. Yes, indeed. So when that adversity is constantly hitting at you, your mind is trying to protect itself. It's trying to tell you, like, look, man, you don't have to do this. You don't have to keep doing this. You don't have to keep putting yourself through this pain. You don't got to put yourself through this pressure. And if you let it win, you're going to forever be scarred. Mm -hmm. And I say you'll forever be scarred because now, subconsciously, every time that you see that problem, and we've all seen them type of people, you know, the ones that don't, that don't address situations, mm -hmm. they let stuff uh, fester, mm -hmm. they avoid things instead of uh, confronting it head on. Mm -hmm. I think we're all guilty because of that. we never address that problem, mm -hmm. now we try to avoid it every time we see it. Your confidence is gone. I'll tell you something, Demetrius, man. One thing you spot on the mind is a powerful thing, boy. Because absolutely, and and it's and you can tell yourself a story. And they did some research. You can tell yourself a story repeatedly over time, and you will start to believe that story as if it was a part of your of your normal memory. And I remember, man, I dated this girl, man, and uh, man, she did me all types of wrong, Demetrius, man. I mean. I found out oh, that, I found out that you know she wasn't even gonna come back to school on me so she was out here making whatever decisions she felt fit for her life um, and screwed me in the end but one thing that I did because I felt like I was starting to ask myself a bunch of questions about hey what I'm not worthy why me all those types of stuff I literally took that power away from her and started telling myself bald-headed hoes i ain't with that and i repeated that thing every day hour on the hour until i literally had such distaste for her and like to the point where i knew that the best thing that could ever happen to me in my life was for her to be out of it then started building up my own confidence by doing so um but uh i tell you there is power in the tongue for sure and, and you bring up an interesting point because that was another way that you overcome adversity is to drop the negative self-talk and, and speak life into your, you know, into your world and not to. And I don't want to get too biblical, but you just definitely don't want to continuously be negative on yourself because what you think and say about yourself will create uh, an outcome in your life and a negative one in that light. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. Oh, no, 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 keep going, keep going. Okay. I, I, just, I just felt that. I just felt exactly what you had said. Yeah, yeah, def definitely. And, and sometimes, I, to me, even listening to your story, it, it seems like you were talking yourself up. And I think in life and, and through any adversity, we have to talk our way through it. And, you know, they always say fake it till you make it. But in a way, it, it's what you're really doing is just encouraging yourself. You know, I, so... You have to talk positively. Agree. You know I mean? Agree. You have to talk positively. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And right. I, 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 I'm a firm believer in um, in, in good self talk. And I'm glad that um that you had mentioned when you had said you kept telling yourself, "Walk ahead, hold on, with that." <laughs> I would yeah. tell. Tickles me still it, today. <laughs> when I'm unsure of myself, when I got to go out and speak, or if I just got to talk to somebody that's of higher rank to me, in my mind. I'm saying to myself, be confident, be confident, be confident, be yeah. confident, be confident. And I'm constantly saying it. 
the power of the mind is so strong is because because you're saying that so much in your head, yeah. your body is going to start to posture up. Mm-hmm. You're going to speak clear because your body is it, it, it's hearing confident, confident, be confident, be confident. I'm gonna try that. Ex- I'm gonna try that exercise, Demetrius. I'm gonna try that exercise. I really am. I'm gonna try that exercise because I think it's. I think that's good information for anyone, also in corporate America or in any type of service-oriented job, man. Because I feel like it could be a game changer from me versus the next buddy next to me with similar credentials. And sometimes people are so attracted to that confidence for some for no reason at all other than that confidence. That can give you a load of opportunities, and uh, and I'm definitely gonna start trying that. That's my homework. That's that's brunch with the boys takeout right now for me. <laughs> well, what I want to talk about next is practicing self compassion. You know what I mean? I think that when life hits us hard, sometimes we get hard on ourselves, and, and because we get hard on ourselves, it's not gonna help us in that situation. It's not gonna help us get get out of there. I think we have to, you know, observe your emotional, I should say your negative emotions and try not to focus on them. You know what I mean? And at the same time, you don't want to focus on them. You also don't want to suppress them. You know what I mean? And that may even be worse. Would you agree with that, Demetrius? Suppressing your feelings? Absolutely. Yeah. Self-compassion. We all got to understand that it's already a long line of people. And in this line, it's people that do not like you. It's people that don't support you. It's people that done already told you from the beginning that whatever you was passionate about was not gonna work. And their whole purpose in that line is to tell you, is to beat you up. Like I'll put out a podcast or I'll do a video and I can only watch it twice because if I watch it a third time, I'm already picking up the bad things that I said or the things like little bit, little pieces that only I would see. Yeah. But you, you're your worst critic. I don't think that's always a bad thing either, you know? No, it's not a bad thing to be your worst critic because if you can catch it before somebody else, you can shape it. You, I mean, you know what you need to work on. Yeah, yeah. self-awareness is not bad. we get so caught up. Yeah. But sometimes we get so caught up and beating ourselves up, telling us that we can do better, we forget to stop and smell flowers. Yeah. We forget. You know, we have grinded out a whole year straight and still get upset that we ain't got as much money as somebody else. But we forget that we got a house that's better than some people. Mm, yeah. We forget that we got a car that we don't pay a note on, but we upset because it ain't the new car. But yeah. the guy with the new car, he got an eight hundred dollar car note. For real, he got a six hundred dollar car note. It, not even to mention that insurance. The that you got, you don't even be knowing what to do with it. Sometimes so you just throw it in your savings account. Mm-hmm. You know, we never stop and smell the flowers. Yeah. And I feel like being compassionate with yourself can help you continue with the pain. I mean. They can they help continue with the journey because you're gonna fall a hundred times. But if you're the first person to say, "Yeah, you suck, you should quit," you go quit. Yeah. yeah. But you gotta be the person that's gonna say, "Hey, look, look, you knew you was gonna mess it up. You might as well get up and finish it out." Because mm-hmm. there's already gonna be some people that's gonna say that you can't do it. I agree. That's a good point. And I, and personal failure is a universal experience. I don't think that you. you it's important to remember that what you're going through is what. In some level, everyone is dealing with. You know what I mean. Your issue may be, you know, different in cer- certain ways, but ultimately, we're all struggling with something. You know what I mean. The like, struggle is real, for real. And, and I'll speak to to this, and, and maybe you don't view it as adversity, but I struggle with temptation. 
temptation with women. You know what I mean? That's still, I could still think that could be adversity. Yeah. And and it's when you're good at getting, yeah, especially when you're never had a problem getting pussy and the pussy everywhere. You it's, think, so you, yeah, it's, so you think you you think you Yoda? You almost like, nigga have to you walk feel away like you from. Yeah, and, yeah, and I'm not trying to big myself up. I'm pretty sure somebody <laughs> listening to this right now. Yeah, and they felt that in their heart. No, no, real shit though. Real shit because the thing is, I don't want to be that way. I don't want my temptations to lead my decisions. But man, she looked so good. You know what I mean? And the sundress and, too. Man, and the booty was just every. It was free. You know what I'm saying? But. Again, you gotta really check yourself and, and and constantly work at your. Oh my goodness, man! That real talk, man. Real I, talk. I agree that it's adversity because I mean that junk can literally impact your life. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? In so many different ways. I mean, whether it's you doling out money, um, trying to entertain bitches that you don't need to be entertaining, yeah, and that impacting your finance, or you're in a relationship and you can't have a solid relationship because you, I mean your eyes wandering more than you could ever imagine and you can't pull them back in yeah i mean that's gonna cause a problem for her, <laughs> for you know yeah. what i'm saying so i think that it can have impact in your life so i think that's a great example and i think a lot of men out there struggling with that oh man a i mean of, i think there's a ton of dudes a lot out of there men, struggling a with a lot that. of men a lot of men choices yeah and you got to find ways you know you have to respond to your adversity and, and, and find what ways. you mean by, by, by that i mean what once the adversity takes place, you know it's in existence what are you doing? You know what I mean? I, I think you got to have a game plan and respond to this adversity with a plan. You can't just wing it. You What's know your what thoughts mean? on that, Dimitri? Uh, well, adversity, you know, once we first we always got to identify what adversity is. And that's mm-hmm. the obstacle in the path of you becoming a better version of yourself or you reach the goal. Mm-hmm. And once you have that idea of what adversity is, the plan is... You know, I, I never really try to, I never want to avoid adversity. I was going to push through adversity. Mm. You know, just like what I had mentioned earlier about the wall. Those Marines that wanted to climb over that wall, some of them looked at me and said it's an alternative exercise. <laughs> you know, if, if, if I do this exercise, I won't have to do the wall. Absolutely not. I wouldn't have brought you to the wall if there was no other way around it. Yeah. I'm not sure he should be in the program still, but yeah. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm just... <laughs> Man, you got to talk some positivity into his life. No, man. I'm just, just saying, like we just got no. The wall is there, and you saying, "Can I do something?" That's man. That's not who I want <laughs> out there you, having my back. Yeah, <laughs> you see a lot of people do that. Mm-hmm. Well, they they see the adversity in their life. You see what I'm saying? And yeah. for example, we use we we use big brother. We use yours as an example. Temptation with women. Mm-hmm. You you in a room full of the most beautiful women. Beautiful women. You gonna go to a different room because you just you know exactly exactly how you are. exactly you gonna go you gonna go to a different room because you know exactly how you are. The adversity is in the room, regardless of the situation. What you don't know is, is that just because that you avoided that room, you forgot that you were in a hotel full of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No matter where you go, you always gonna be around. Boy, yeah, that's a that's a that's a real yeah. everlasting adversity. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I don't. I don't <laughs> I, I don't want you. What you, you got to do now is you got to go in that room. You got to make conversation. Yeah. In the back of your mind, we use that self talk. I'm a I'm a faithful man. I'm a faithful man. I'm a mm-hmm. faithful man. I'm a faithful man. I'm a faithful man. And you can be able to you will accomplish a lot of things. And when we face adversity, as we go through these trials and tribulations, as we face the obstacles that are stopping us from becoming a better version of ourselves, as we push through, 
you got to keep telling yourself, I'm a better version of myself. I'm a better version of myself. I oh, yeah. can do it. I can do it. I agree. The next thing you know, you don't talk your way through your own adversity. Don't even realize that you've been past your adversity. You ever seen a kid like you ever like, and I'm pretty sure we fathers folks. Yeah. You ever taught your kid how to ride a bike with the training wheels? Mm-hmm. And you push them and everything, and they think that you still holding on to them. Mm-hmm. You're gonna let them go half a block, then them pedaled off somewhere. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how things work. We don't even realize. That makes sense. And you, you know, I have another example too. And I know I'm always talking about this, but. Is, is, oh, that's is that Alexa. Google? No, that's Alexa right there. I don't know what Alexa talking about, but Alexa nosy. Yeah, ain't she? You know they say they listen to us. You know what I mean? I, Just I, all the I've time. I've heard it. I've heard. I, mean, it. I don't like it. I don't yeah, like yeah, it. they seem like the takeover. But I want to use the analogy of even weight loss. You know, a lot of people struggle with weight, and the funny thing is, even when you're working out, you you say I'm going to do ten reps of of this push up, and and you get to five and your arms tired. You say, man, five is okay for today. You know what I mean? I, I don't think you should let yourself off the hook. I think you got to face things head on and attack it. Don't give up. You know what I mean? And, and to me, that's just a, a simple example that maybe everyone can't relate to. But for someone who's really struggling with their weight, they know the difference between five push-ups and ten. And they know that struggle. And it's easy to give in. So, so, so Demetrius, is, is the ultimate enemy of adversity just drive? Just the drive, just the willpower to overcome is if if it was an evil brother to adversity. What what do you think it would be? Uh I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily say if if adversity is the wall of the obstacle, mm-hmm. you are the person that has to overcome. Mm-hmm. The thing that usually gets us and put takes us out of the situation is the energy. Oh, okay. And what I mean by that, and I use the example since we we talking about the jump. You say it's New, it's New Year's Eve. You done told yourself that you're going to get your life in order. 365 days is the day that you told yourself that I'm going to go to the gym tomorrow. So you show up. You show up. You done bought the meal plans. You done bought the equipment. You done bought the belt for the uh, for your stomach. And the fresh Nike outfit, too, to work in. You know what I'm saying? Drop it, one. You got to get the outfit. Yeah, you know it's dope, too. It matches and all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Y'all ready. You know, you got the playlist already. <laughs> okay. You go to the gym. Yeah. You get a good weekend. You know, you get a good weekend. You know, you telling yourself that you ain't gonna look at the mirror. You go another This time you wanna look in the mirror, but you don't see no results. And then now this week though, you starting to feel the the after effects of going to the gym. You sore. You know, so now here's the thing though, is that you start to notice that people that have been in the gym, I don't know, two years now or a year now, they put up more weight than you do. They look better than you do. Mm-hmm. In fact, you haven't seen the results yet. You 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 trying to tell your thing yourself things like this. You know, I did give myself, I did give it a hundred percent yesterday. You know what? I'll just I'll skip today. Or you know, I did so good. I deserve to eat this. Mm-hmm. Well, I deserve a rest day. And the problem is that the energy that you had in the beginning is not the energy that you had at the end. Yeah, it's not. And a lot of times, what we do is that we say that we're going to accomplish this. We'll say that we're going to knock this task out. I'm pretty sure right now there's somebody at their job that's wondering why they stagnant in a position, why everybody else, they peers are making lateral moves throughout the chain of command. Yeah. It's because the energy that they had in the interview is not the energy that they maintain throughout the job. Wow. And the problem is, is that we'll, we'll go through this adversity with this, with this drive, with this unstoppable drive, saying that we're going to tackle the world. 
But as soon as that pressure starts to hit us, our energy starts to hit us. And we start making excuses too, man. Yeah. I'm telling you. And we'll start making excuses. We'll start telling ourselves things like, you know what, I, I you know, it's summer going to get this body. Hey, you know what, hey, fat, hey, hey. Yeah, fat, fat is in anyway. Yeah. I, you know, what? I love the fact that, that oh I love God. the fact that he said someone still take this yeah. pussy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and you're right, you know. And, and, and <laughs> I said, lying. And I'll, and I'll keep it real with you, ladies. You'll find a nigga to fuck your fat ass, but he probably gonna try to leave afterwards. You know what I'm saying? You, he, he might not stick around. You know what I'm saying? We 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 tell ourselves that type of shit, and as soon as that starts to happen, the energy that we are drive. That motor that's inside of us, we don't, we ain't giving it enough fuel to keep going. We not able to fuel our drive anymore. So now we wondering why we can't climb that dang gone wall now. We wondering why we can't push through them obstacles no more. Yeah. It's because the energy that you had in the beginning is not the energy that you had now. I the agree. energy that you started with is not the energy that you have right now. And because you do not have that energy, you are not able to maintain that exact drive. Mm. Energy and is now key. you're wondering why you stagnant and you just like you was when you first started the gym. It's because you ain't, you, you, you gave up. We, we, we quit before we even really get to started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. I agree. And, and you know, one thing I find that we do when adversity hits, we play, play the victim. You know what I mean? Like, we, Ooh, yeah. we don't take responsibility. We just disempower ourselves and just... Oh, woe is me. Oh, man. Everything bad happens to me. That's not, oh, I can never lose weight. They're losing weight. Man, why can't I do it? You know what I mean? Or why is it not happening for me? And I think when you play victim, you're, you're giving I'm in. Go ahead. You, are you? Give me an example of it. Give yeah. me an example. Why are you the worst? I'm the worst type of person that you want to do that around. So right, okay. And we'll go back to the wall. And I love going back to the wall because not only did I have people that wanted to do optional exercise to get out of the situation, I had people that would just run into the wall and, you know, would make this failed attempt to get over. Like, they would just, they would run full speed, boom, right into the wall. <laughs> and then, you know, I would hear them run and cry and stuff like that. And I would just go up to them and I would ask, do you, do you want me to victimize you? Is that what that is? Mm-hmm. Do you want me to make you the victim? Is, do you want to be the damsel in distress in this story? Yeah. Is that what this is? You, you Princess Peach. You got captured by Bowser. You expected me to be Mario and come back <laughs> with you. That's what this is, yes? That really relates. I was just playing Mario with my kids the other day. So that's that really is. That's an old school yeah. legend. Old school, old school legend right there. Old school <laughs> legends. <laughs> you know, and people, it, it, it's just, it's, it's, it's a fail thing. If I can't use force, maybe I can use simple. Mm-hmm. Maybe if I show your, your kids do this. Our kids, kids do definitely do that, mm-hmm. and and it's and it's a form of power, it's a form of manipulation. And I think we do it in our relationships too. Them. I'm I'm sitting here and thinking about how many times I played victim in my relationship, feeling as if oh she's done something, so it's given me a catalyst to act the way I want to act. And um, why are you always picking on me? Why are you always seeing fault in me? And some of the issue might be I'm seeing I'm seeing fault in myself. I need to have some self awareness realize that and change my game um and not play the victim all the time like those are the people who always making excuses why you know why the relationship can't work i'm just i'm just this way i can't help it 
I'm, yeah. th- this is who I am. This is who you uh, wanted to date. This is who you want to get exclusive. This is who you want to get engaged with. This is who you want to get I'm married. I'm glad you said that because I found from my experience that most women play victim in a relationship. So it's interesting to hear you say that you play the victim. I played it. I don't play that shit you know no more. Saying? But because I played it. I find it. that most women do. I actually, I actually agree with them. Most men actually play the victim in a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. To uh, justify our and bullshit. He, and, he, and stop me if, if you ever use the line. Damn, you always tripping. Yeah. Man, oh. that's you don't believe me. Yeah, I love that one. Yeah, that's, <laughs> it's my, that's the go-to. That's the go-to. <laughs> go, go through my phone, then. I ain't got nothing to hide. Oh, hey. Whole time, you got more shit to hide than anybody. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not throwing that line. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it real. It's a lot of niggas out there, man. You can go through my shit. Mm-mm. You won't hear me say that one. You won't hear. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm doubling down. Nah, no, ain't nothing to even. Because the the fact of the matter is, and we're not gonna get into this phone shit because we haven't been here before. But to me, if you have to go through my phone, you don't trust me. To me, that's our deeper issue. If I have to show you proof. that proof in order for you to believe me, dog, we're in a tough spot because. The fact of the matter is, yes, in this instance, maybe I am on bullshit. Maybe it's a lot of shit in my phone that you shouldn't see. But there are many times that I can recall in a relationship where I've been asked a question and I gave an honest answer. I mean, Jesus, only God know how honest I was being. But she still didn't believe my ass. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I, I the, the whole verify thing, to me, we, we're better off just trusting and moving forth because that whole verification shit. It creates so much extra doubt. It, it, yeah, I, I make, dec- make decisions with the information that you have. Don't go out there seeking it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm I'm not with that either. But if he's taking care of home, ladies, just let that shit. <laughs> let that shit. You, also, you know, one thing that you got to be careful with is, and people, a lot of people that do this, they have been the victim all their life. Yeah. And if you've been a victim all your life, you might be the hero in the story, but you're going to look for a way to become the victim. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, you might meet somebody that actually does trust you, but you're going to do things to make them not trust yeah. you. Yeah. Dang, boy. You know, I, I know a couple damn, people that's who do self-sabotaging that. that's self-sabotaging. People self-sabotage all the time. Yeah, I just, that's that's crazy. I know people who self-sabotage yeah. all the time and then say, what's, what's, what's wrong with me? What's yeah. wrong with me? Shit, I can tell you. You know, and, and it's, it's, it's career criminals do it. Yeah. You know, like you, 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 you know people that have done back to back bids. Mm-hmm. They'd come home, they'd be home for a little bit, boom, they're back in jail. Yeah. And you like, dang, she was just out. Couldn't handle the pressure out there. Couldn't handle. Bad. Couldn't handle it. He or she couldn't handle the pressure out there. You know, this is a different type of life. I'm not accustomed to it. Man, I maybe I'm not built for this um, you know, civilian life, man. I'm gonna go where it's good. Well, I, what I know, a comfortability dog is the enemy in everything, bro. You know, getting so complacent and comfortable. That's the worst place I think you could be when in the middle of adversity is being complacent, being all right and content. Yeah, just being content with where you at. That this adversity happened. I mean, it's just is what it is. I'm, it was the the hand that I was dealt, so I'm gonna but just deal with it. That's the victim, though, and that's the victim role. Yeah, you that know, is being that, happy yeah. to be on the shit end of the stick. You know what I mean? So. You know, what what I hate even more than that, though, are the people that, you know, a lot of times we we go through shit in life and we don't we don't talk to anyone. We keep it to ourselves. And then we tell ourselves, I'm alone. No one cares. When the fact of the matter is you have a support system, you have people who love you. But what you're doing is you're you're lying to yourself instead of just asking for help. You know what I mean? And I think that that asking for help is a major component on overcoming adversity because if you don't have to do it alone, why would you? 
And to be honest with you, ain't nobody got nowhere in this world without someone helping them. Trying to tell you. I don't care who you can name a person in the world, dog. I guarantee you, someone helped them to, to get, get where, where they, they are. are. Definitely. So why not? I mean, I don't know how you feel about it, Demetrius, but tell me. Me, it took a long time for me to be able to ask, ask others for help. And the reason why was because, once again, like, you know, we pride ourselves on the struggle. We pride yeah. ourselves on saying that we started at the bottom and we, we grind our way to the top. We pride ourselves on that. So, the re- you know, as I come from the bottom, as I build myself up, I remember there was times when I would, I would reach out to people and say, hey, can you help me? And I would get this line. I did yeah. it. Why can't you? Yeah. I got it out the mud. Why you can't do it? Man, that's fucked up. <laughs> no, that's fucked up. And that was your mom. That's fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Shit. No, and I'm and I'm joking. But you, what my point was for that joke is that it could be someone so close that you would never think that they would give you that type of response, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that is definitely, man. I mean, when your own support system would do you like that, I mean, it it would yield back to. There's one thing that I taught my brother throughout all the years, dog. It was one saying that I always used to say. What was it? Can't depend on nobody but yourself. That was just my way of dealing with adversity because I felt like I was going at it alone. You know what I'm saying? Because when your support system don't give you all that you need, you start to dig a little bit deeper. And, and you know, to be fair, sometimes... And, and at least speaking, depending on where if we're talking about finances, emotional support, whatever, sometimes your support system can't give you what you need. It's not that they don't want to, but they can't. They're not in a position. Even, point. and I'm not talking about just financial. Maybe emotionally, they can't give you what you need because they never got it and they're lacking it themselves. So a lot of times, just because we have people who care about us in our lives, it doesn't mean that they're emotionally equipped to give you the things that you're lacking. You know what I mean? I'm so happy that you said that because that is exactly what I went through right there. That's exactly what I went through. Yeah. My support system, it wasn't that they they didn't care. That's all they knew. They were literally giving me everything in their handbook. Yeah. Because that was what they were taught. They were taught to get it out the mud. They were taught to crawl from the bottom. And if you asked for help, you know, I can't make, I can't give you the help because I would make you soft. Yeah. So I have to give you this tough love. The best example that I could ever think of, and I'm so happy that you brought this up. The best example is this right here. Mm-hmm. Through your childhood, everybody told you to go to college. Everybody told you to go to college. Yeah. You don't even know what you need to major in, but everybody that told told you to go to college, even people that did not go to college. <laughs> <laughs> The reason why is because that's all they know. That's that's the path they know to become successful. How many people told you to, to start your own business? How many people told Plenty. you that you could actually get a trade? Yeah. I don't think I ever you heard of you. Yeah. And, and it, sometimes, like what you just said, your support system is literally trying to help you. They just don't got the tools to give it to you like you're supposed to. I agree. Like, you, like the tools that you need. Like financial. I, I grew up, you know, I grew up poor. So when I had to, when I got into financial hardships, I couldn't go back home and say, yo, I need a couple hundred dollars. Yeah. I need this. They don't look at me like, well, we need a two. For real. That's stuff, though, but it's happened. It's I'm happened glad you called. Time. Do you have it? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I feel you, you on know? that. Yeah. And it's like, it's not that they ain't, they can't, 
it's not that they don't care. They just can't do anything. Yeah. Right? Yeah. In a worse situation than you. Yeah. But you know what, though? Adversity presents an opportunity for growth. I think it's important to f- find the silver lining in everything that you're going through. You know what I mean? Because like you even said, you didn't, they didn't have this and that to give to you, but you found a way and you made it. And that silver lining, you know, that, that, that was growth for you as far as knowing now, Hey, I can get it on my own. I don't need to depend on anyone. And, and, and that to me, that's a lesson that is obviously doing well for you for the rest of your life. You know what I mean? That silver lining, man. What did you get take from it? You know what I mean? That yeah. opportunity to grow. What, what did you gain from this experience? Because there is something to learn throughout all the negative. And that's true. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. You know what I mean? So what 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 I want to end with is the importance of your attitude and, and adopting really an attitude of gratitude. And, you know, I just mentioned the silver lining, but you almost gotta find that find that that place of thanks for going through the BS. You know what I mean? Like think about a divorce. You know, people that shit's so common now, half of the world divorce. <laughs> and you go through all that shit. You know, took you. She fighting for you the money. She's fighting for the percentage of the custody for the kids and this, that, and the other, and all. But when this is all said and done, and, you, and you're in your own spot and you're happy now, emotionally, you know what I mean. You're stable financially, and everything comes good. You have to have that place of gratitude. Like, man, thank you for the journey, but because now you get to enjoy the result. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and yeah. and hopefully just going back to you know silver lining and the gratitude that you're thankful that I understand who to look for so that I can have a successful relationship. What were some of the things from a self awareness standpoint that you know I compartmentalized and didn't do well with, and and what are some of the things that I know that I don't want in a partner? Mm-hmm. And if you can take from that, even in that painful transaction, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, there, there could be some, I can find some gratitude in it. Oh yeah, but that's hard. It's hard to do. I you tell got you, to the people hard. who help you through that situation. You can look back and say, "Man, I never knew I could depend on him or her in the way that I I, I was able to." I got to be grateful for them, and, and it can enhance your relationships, your friendships, because again, that place of gratitude, you can see all the good through all the bullshit. You know what I mean? So no, you definitely got to have that right mindset, man. Man, again, we just want to appreciate you, you know, Demetrius, you know, overcoming adversity is huge. And when this topic first was brought to us, and uh, my brother told me about it, man, I was excited, man, because I know this is something that everybody can relate to. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I'm glad to be here. Thank you, gentlemen. Oh, yeah, man. So just again, where can they find you? Uh, and just like that, another extraordinary thought left this ordinary mind. Find me on Instagram. On Instagram at OMG is Meech. Once again, that is OMG is Meech. For more motivation and, and inspiration, tap into extraordinary thoughts for the ordinary mind. Uh, that, that's pretty much it right there. That's what's up, man. And you already know who we are. Brunch with the boys. We on IG, iTunes. You know what I'm saying? We in your mama house. We doing all that. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Just Google us, man. We on every Definitely. streaming platform, man. And we always appreciate the listeners. Thanks, Demetrius. This was actually an amazing dog. Oh, yeah, I man. learned something in this conversation. Um, and it's always good to be a continuous learner. So I appreciate you, brother. And I hope that, you know, we can either um, spend some time on, on your next podcast or if you can come back and visit with the brunch. Yeah, and if ever we in Cali, we oh, hitting you up too. I'm glad if I can come back to the brunch. Definitely. Oh, definitely. man. We definitely got to have you on, man. And next time you in Cali, hit him up, man. I'll, I'll, I'll hit him up, man. I'll give you man. a shout out. All right, man, take it easy. Brunch with the boys.
coffee and brunch. We can have our conversations over coffee and brunch. Ha. 